Hello and welcome back to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha, the year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We are in Sefer Shemos, we are towards the middle, really towards the end. We are in Kisisa. We're looking at the idea of talking about Kisisa, but before we do that, reminder that you can help us grow the shows, grow the dream, grow the vision. Help us to become greater and bigger in the future. The chesedfund.com, 1S slash Tani Chesedfund, 2S slash the Tani Talks podcast. We are hosted by jewishpodcast.fm, the premier Jewish website for Jewish podcasting, as well as our app, the Yidpod app. Join us today, jewishpodcast.fm. Easily sign up and have your own show. You could also email me, maximumtee at yahoo.com if you're interested in signing up. I'm happy to help. We also have a channel on nakiradio.com. Join us at nakiradio.com. Get your player and be involved in the kosher internet radio revolution, nakiradio.com. Looking at Kisisa, looking at the idea of this season, in general, I like the idea of thinking about the words of the Parshiot. We think about the idea of Kisisa. Hashem tells Moshe, Kisisa, when you count, when you look at the Jewish people, when you're involved in counting the Jewish people, make sure each person counts. Make sure each element of your life counts. So often today in society, unfortunately, People don't count. People don't matter. People are not looked out for. The Torah specifically tells us in Harbeb Amin, many, many places, many times specifically looking out for the downtrodden individual, for the downtrodden person, the orphan, the yasam, the ger, the convert, the almana, the widow, the person that might not have a social support network, that might not have a place to go, and might not have people looking out for them. We have to look out for them, especially in the olden days, the the way that the things were, were set up, the functionality was the home base was the family. So if you have a convert who comes without a family, you have an orphan who's missing a parent or two, God forbid. You have a, a widow, widower who's missing a spouse. They're missing the fundamental aspect of their life. They're missing the fundamental, crucial foundation of their life. You have to make sure that they count as well. And when are we enjoined and talked about making sure they're taken care of, especially on Yom Tov? Especially on Shabbos, especially on the holidays. We say in the Kiddush on Shabbos day, Ata, Ubetecha, Vegercha, Asher, Bisharecha. Everybody in your in your family, everybody in your gates, all those people, Abdecha, Vemasacha, Vehemdecha, Vegercha, Asher, Bisharecha. Everybody in your sphere, everyone in your outer layings, everyone around you has to be taken care of. They should all be involved, especially for Shabbat, especially for Yom Tov. They have to all count. Unfortunately, in secular society, in modern society, who are the people that really count? Who are the people that make it to the news? Who are the people that are deemed important and, 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 and trustworthy and who are seen as role models, unfortunately? Those are the people in secular society. God willing, we're going to bring back the TTL in just two or so weeks. God willing, that is an upcoming topic we're going to talk about. Who is a real role model anyway? Is that the real role model? These people in society, these musicians, these singers, these entertainers, these football players, are they really the people we should look up to? The actors, the actresses in real life, in their private life, they might do horrible things, horrendous things. This one being involved in drug scandals or money scandals or laundering, running away, leaving behind family, doing terrible things. Are those the role models? In general, in life, who should really count? Every person should really count. And you shouldn't have to look at these external people that society deems 
that you should count on and rely upon. And they should be on the big screen, on the silver screen, or on the silver tube in front of you trying to show you what should count. Really, every single person counts. And really make sure that every single person in your life counts. We talk about this often. Whether you're interacting with a, with a security guard, or you're interacting with a barista, you're interacting with a garbage man, you're interacting with the agent, the crossing guard, any person you're involved with, make sure that each person counts, make sure each person is count-worthy in your life. Each time as I go to pick up my son, I try to wave to the security guard, I try to wave to the crossing guard. She always gives me a big big wave hello, a big smile when she sees us, because we each person we interact with is someone that should count and someone that should be involved in counting. When you call people, customer service, different companies, we talk about asking them their name, asking them how their day is going, really caring about how their day is going, not just saying, hi, how are you? But as my wife points out, actually waiting for an answer and seeing what the response is to the answer, seeing how the day is going. I guarantee almost plain that they're a guarantee that your interaction, your conversation will go much better than if you get on the phone yelling at Amazon because they gave you the wrong pair of shoes or yelling at... I don't even remember the name of the website, but the website that sells shoes, Zillow, whatever. Don't yell at the person. Talk to them. Interact with them. Try to involve with them. Ask them their name. Understand that they count. Make sure that each person counts. As we think about Kisisim, Hashem counting the Jewish people, Hashem involving the Jewish people, of course. Talking about the Mishkan and its aspects, of course. Talking about the bad aspect of the, the eagle. Realizing that every person counts, even though the people involved in the Egal commentators explain were actually the the heir of Rav and 3,000 or so people, even though the Jewish people were millions, every single person was counted and held liable because everyone is count-worthy, trustworthy, and important and has to take account for each person. Everyone is responsible for another person. So, of course, every person needs to count. Every person should count. I like to think of the parable I once heard that the Jewish people is like people all rowing in the same boat. If someone does an error, someone does a sin, someone does something wrong, it's as if the person says, why are you bothering me? Why are you worried? I'm just drilling a hole under my own seat. They see him drilling a little hole, little hole, and they say to him, foolish one, what are you doing? You're making a hole. And the person says back, it's none of your business. Get out of my business. I'm making a hole under my seat. What's it to you? Mach padlach. What does it matter to you? Mach padlacha. What do you care? Why, do you, why does it bother you? And then we say back to the person, you're the fool, because by making the hole under your seat, it will count for us. It will count against us. It will make the whole boat sink. The whole boat will sink because we're all in the same boat. We're all part of this human, this this greater human people. We're all part of this one unit, this large unit of the Jewish people. We're all different limbs, different aspects of the Jewish people, we're all like the spokes of a wheel. If one or two spokes are off on the wheel, the wheel could be off balance. The whole bicycle, the whole instrument, the whole vehicle could topple over. Every single person counts, and every single person should count. And make sure to count all the people around you. Give the time of day to every person around you. Are you just going to give time to that person because he donates a million dollars, or even the person that donates one dollar or eighteen dollars? I like to see campaigns when they do different fundraisers or different concerts and whatnot, and they think profusely each person, not just the person, the, the Schwartz and the Himes from Albuquerque that gave $18,000, but even the, the Schindelheim or hers that give $18. Every single person should be counted. Every single person is important and should be involved. And besides for counting people, how every person should count 
and you should include each person, be inclusive of all people, and don't judge any book by its cover. You don't know the rest of the story. You don't know the rest of the person. Don't label person based on their disability, but think about the person first language we've talked about before. Not a wheelchair-bound person, but a person who is using a wheelchair because it's important to count the totality of the person, all the aspects of a person, important not to judge the person. Be down the cups. If you're going to judge, I always say the only type of judging you should do is judging for the benefit of the person because you don't know the totality of the person. You don't know what counts inside. You might count just the book, but you're missing all the chapters behind the book. Yeah, you might think that they, they, wow, it's such a person that is very large, very overweight, but you're missing all the other aspects. You're not counting all the aspects of a person. So when you think about counting people, first of all, give each person importance, give each person relevance, and each person the time of day, but make sure you count the whole aspect of the person, all the aspects of a person, all the fundamental parts of a person. Don't just discount them based on one disability. That's only 1% of their being. If a person struggles with gambling or struggles with drinking or struggles with smoking. That's not their only essence. That's 1%. What about the other 99%? They could be a terrific father, terrific husband, but they struggle with everything. Everyone struggles with something. There's no perfect person under the sun. Everyone has to deal with something. That person might have to deal with anger. That person might be a kleptomaniac. That person might be an egomaniac. That person might be an alcohol person. Everyone has to deal with something. When you count the person, make sure you count all aspects of the person. When you look at a person, make sure you count all parts of their personality. Don't disable them based on a disability. Don't throw them off based on a disability. And when it comes to counting also, all for the counting, Think about how we could count aspects of our life, how we could count the minutes of our days, the days of our life. Do we make sure that every minute counts? Do we make sure that every hour counts? Do we make sure that every day counts? I like to think about when we talk about the, the Avos early on in Boratius, they say at the end of their life, Yemei Shenei Chayei Sarah, Yemei Shenei Chayei Avraham. Because it wasn't just about the years, it was about the days. So there could be a person that lives many years, but doesn't make the most of their days. And there could be someone that lives very few years, but makes the most of every day. They say that the Ari, the Arizal, didn't get to live a very long life. I think he lived either 36 years, or 39 years, 49 years. I think also Robert Levine, maybe different famous sages, didn't have very long lives. But they accomplished very much in their short lives. And there are people who lived a very long time but didn't accomplish much in their days. You want to have someone, you want to be someone that's the Yemeshin name. You want to make sure your days count. You want to make sure your years count. You make sure the whole life counts. And of course, a person needs to rest. A person needs his respite. A person needs to spend time with the spouse and the kids, of course. But what is the main focus of the day? What do you count your day as? What do you look forward to? Do you count down the end of the day that you could get your sleep? Do you count to the end of the day that you could contribute to the Jewish people? Do you count down your day that it's the mainstay that you finally get to do daf, you finally get to do parsha, you finally get to read or learn a little bit of Torah? What do we do to make sure our lives count and we count different aspects of our life? That after 120 years, I say this often, Hashem doesn't ask you how many hours, how many minutes did you learn in your day. Hashem asks you, Asita Kavata in La Torah. Did you set aside, did you fix time in your life for Torah? He doesn't say, Kavata Shemona Esrei Sha'ot la Torah b'chol yom. He doesn't ask, did you set aside 18, day, 18 hours every day to learn Torah? He asks, did you make it permanently part of your life? Did you make sure it counts as part of your life? Did you make sure that it's important and fundamental in your life? Yafet Torah im derech Eretz, im ein kemach, ein Torah, ein Torah, ein kemach. 
You have to have both. You could be a worker and a wor- and a learner. You could be an earner and a learner. The famous phrase goes, they come together. But the main thing should be, Perkyavos points out, the main occupation is not what you work at to make money. The main occupation is what you work at in Torah, what you work at in learning, what you work at in your lives. As we think about Kisisa, we could think about different aspects, different things in our lives that we can make sure to count. We can make sure not to be stubborn. And Am Kishay Orof, the Torah talks about in this Parsha. Don't be stubborn to only count people that you're friends with. It's easy to help a friend because you like the friend. That's why one of the most interesting mitzvahs, it says when when you see a donkey downtrodden before you, and nowadays that would be a car that breaks down or a bicycle that breaks down, a motorcycle or, or someone on the train, and you have an option, your enemy, quote-unquote, even though you shouldn't have enemies, as my dad used to point out, you should have someone you like less. No enemies in life. Everybody should count and be part of your life in any different way. Forgive all people, even if they did something terrible to you. You should figure out a way that you should be the better person. But anyway, when you see two people in front of you, who are you going to help? You have your friend and you have the enemy, quote-unquote. The Torah says you need to help the enemy because this whole life is about working on your traits, working on yourself, working on your ability to be better. It's easy to help the friend. You want to help the friend. It comes second nature. You know who it's difficult to help? The person that cheated you out of business 20 years ago, that schnook, that guy, that robber. Ah, Ruvain. I don't want to help him, but you have to help him. You go against your nature, you go against your trait. He's the one that has to be helped. Because when it comes to doing the mitzvahs, how do you make sure the days count, the years count? When you go against your grain, you, you fine-tune your traits. You work on your midos to do what is against your being. I don't want to help Ruven. I want to help Shimon. Shimon has been my best friend for 22 years. Ruven cheated me out of business 22 years ago. You got to help Ruven. You got to go and do things that make sure that each mitzvah you do each day of your life counts. We make sure to include all people, to interact with all people in a pleasant demeanor. Pekulovs teaches us you should greet each person with a pleasant demeanor, with a smile on your face. You should be happy and joyful. Tamid b'simcha. You should be fully joyous and fully b'simcha, as the Daf lesson pointed out today as well. You should make sure to count the totality of the person, all aspects of the person, not to discount this or that just because they might have one trait or one bad trait. Make sure to try to think about the whole essence of the person. We usually don't know all elements of the person. Usually we don't realize all elements of the person. We're usually missing something. That's why the other side of the story is a great book that talks about flipping the story. We might miss things. And when we think about counting, all for the counting, we should think about how we count our days. We should think about how we count our minutes. We should think about how we count our lives. What do we do to make sure that our days count, our minutes count, our hours count, that our life counts? What are we doing to contribute to the world, to give to the world that we're involved in lots of chesed, we're involved in lots of mitzvahs, we're involved in lots of Torah learning. Make sure to think about kitisa. When you're lifting up, when you're counting, when you're carrying things in your life, what are you carrying in your own life? What are you carrying for your own life? What can you make sure to count in your life? Yemei shenei chayei Sarah, yemei shenei chayei Avraham, let it be yemei shenei chayei Yankel, yemei shenei chayei Moshe, yemei shenei chayei whatever, that each element, you count your days, you count your life, you count your years, each day is countworthy. Each day you've got something good accomplished, something good done. We think about counting, including each people, including the totality of each person, not dis- not disabling them based on their disability, may- disabling or that may- maybe something that they struggle with or something that might be difficult for them because there's so much left of that person. You think about counting yourself, making sure you have self-worth to understand that you count as well every single day and that all of your day, all of your minutes, all of your hours should be count-worthy and it should be full of mitzvahs, full of chesed, so that each day counts and each year counts. If we can internalize such lessons... And we could try to realize to include all people. 
be involved in Ahav Achinam, loving each person unconditionally, loving each person in the Jewish people, wanting to help each person, wanting to be inclusive of all people, inclusive of all the person, not just looking at a negative trait and thinking that's the only aspect of them because they did that one terrible thing, even though they do 99,000 other wonderful things. And understanding that we need to count our days and our years and our minutes, maybe then we could finally have a blessed world and a peaceful world and a world full of good things that we finally could be Zoha to bring Mashiach to build the third base of English and made that actually happen today and it may be Zoha that it happens for sure today. Join us next time as we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.